Part 2 Chapter 13 Takai, Bosch, Late Spring, 2353, Four Years Later Thank you for accompanying me on this mission, Captain. Takai Shima looked out the window from the comfortable seat of the airship that was ferrying them from the exploration ship, where he had been the first officer for close to four years, to the country of Bosch, a small island country not far off the northeast end of the central continent. This is the first time I've dealt directly with the Bosch, though their reputation for successful extractions and discretion regarding their dealings are certainly seen as strengths by my father. The window reflected back his classically handsome Edenese face, the eyes just a bit larger and rounder than many of his countrymen. The myriad women he met on his travels often commented about his eyes. It will be my first time in the country as well, Captain Vaughn replied, though he did not move his head from the headrest nor open his eyes. Maybe I'll be successful in finally bringing Bosch into the F.A. fold. That would be quite a coup, though I doubt it can be done. They are clear about their plans to preserve their independence, and they are, to their core, pirates and mercenaries. Takai raised his dark eyebrows. His father and mother had often commented on Bosch's unswerving devotion to maintaining their independence. His parents had been field diplomats for years as Takai was growing up and still worked as consultants for the Federal Alliance of Nations and, as such, had dealt with the Bosch several times. His mother diplomatically said they were tenacious and proud of their accomplishments. His father was a bit more direct as he said, they came from marauding seafaring pirates during the Great Flooding and now are still swaggering pirates who fly airships, run drugs, and will fight at the drop of a hat. But they are people who can get our young diplomat out of the fix he has gotten himself into, so he must learn to work with them if you hope to follow in my footsteps. Indeed, Takai did wish to become a diplomat, it was perhaps the most prestigious calling for the people of Edo. Well, that and becoming a priest of the Temple Way. The Way emphasized learning, patience, emotional control, diplomacy, and rejection of violence in any form. It was integrated into schools, government, and daily life. Edoans believed it was the unity its people found in the Way that allowed them to be strong traders and allies within the F.A. without entering violent conflicts themselves. Takai had seriously considered both careers and felt that diplomacy was his best choice. The way, it seemed, had little in common with the beliefs of the Bosch, assuming they had beliefs. Mark Vaughn stood up and stretched his tall form. He had a square jaw and he was fairly lanky with brown hair cut in the military style. They were about four hours into a five-hour trip from the landing deck of his ship, the F.A. Kingfisher, to the country of Bosch. He yawned. Tell me again what the kid we have to have extracted did to merit this trip. Takai shook his head in dismay. The junior diplomat was sent to Dakal several months ago to negotiate with the warlord, Kwaba, for access to resources. And the negotiations were proceeding quite well until he became romantically involved with the warlord's daughter. When that relationship recently came to light, he was arrested. Apparently, the Dakalis have very clear parameters when it comes to courtship, and those cultural standards were breached. Thus, he has been sentenced to death by stoning. Mark shook his head and gave a small snort. Pretty severe reaction to a little romance. Dakal is not the F.A. and does not accept the plurality and diversity in culture as it does. Takai replied, with what he believed was an excellent diplomatic air. Upon arrival in Bosch an hour later, Captain Mark Vaughn and First Officer Takai Shima 
were escorted to the brick Bosch building within the base in the center of the city. Bosch had only one city and felt no need to name it beyond its basic definition. They were warmly welcomed by the master commander himself, Theodore Bosch. Takai was uncertain if the man's name was derived from the country or the other way around, but was too diplomatic to ask such a personal and potentially insulting question. Master Commander Bosch was a powerfully built man, but grandfatherly, with graying hair and an open expression. It was clear from his bearing he was respected and honored by his people. A young man, who looked like he had barely seen 15 summers, with light red curls and an underfed look, poured drinks for the three men seated in the Master Commander's office and distributed them. Takai sipped his and felt the burn as it trickled down his throat. He tactfully set it down, not to be picked up again, and looked thoughtfully at the master commander. So, what can I do for you gentlemen? The master commander asked. This was somewhat confusing to Takai, as he knew the basic parameters of their visit had been conveyed via electronic communication. But as he looked around, he saw no evidence of any device in the man's well-appointed office. The MC laughed as he saw Takai look around. I don't deal with those devices. I leave that to my children. The Bosch prefer to have the deal laid out in person, please. Humor me. He spoke with a smile, but with absolute authority. Ido has a junior diplomat to Decal who displayed poor judgment by becoming involved with Lord Quaba's daughter. His life is apparently now to be forfeited, and we wish for him to be returned to us before this occurs. Takai summarized the issue at hand. Theodore Bosch smiled broadly. Yes, that is your problem and the solution you desire that we implement. Here he paused and looked directly at both men. What is in it for us? I was told you would bring something more to the table, besides the agreed-upon markers. Takai thought this was a bit overly direct, but Captain Vaughn smiled. I am authorized to offer you a representative seat in the Federal Association of Nations. While initially it would not be full membership, it likely would become that after a few years. The master commander leaned back in his chair and laughed heartily. If I took that offer, then the force would no longer get paid for a service such as this. And suddenly the F.A. would be controlling our glitter trade and skimming our profits, I am sure. No. You know we have no interest in being part of the F.A. Not now, not ever. I do have a counterproposal, though. Captain Vaughn narrowed his eyes. Such as? I have a member of my force who needs to see more of the world and learn additional skills. This troop has mastered all that we in the BPF have to teach. I wish for you to take on this trooper for a single year. You may create whatever work assignment you wish for them, but they must be able to meet with other peoples from other countries and areas and are to be returned to Bosch in one year, the master commander said. That's it, Vaughn replied. That's it, answered the MC with the barest of a smile. Done. Captain, began Takai, perhaps we should meet this pirate gentleman before committing to the deal. The MC pointed at Takai and now smiled a vulpine smile. A wise move, but you've already agreed. If the terms are not to your liking, you may see yourselves out. He took a long drink of his whiskey. No, they are agreeable. Takai stated with Captain Vaughn nodding in agreement. Good, moving on. Let me introduce you to the corporal who will be extracting your junior diplomat. She will likely have questions for you. She, Takai queried. She, answered the MC with his eyebrows drawn. Is that a problem for you, sir? 
Oh, most definitely not. It was just unanticipated. The women of Edo were certainly considered equal to the men, although not necessarily treated as such. However, almost none were interested in direct combat service, as they saw it as rough and violent, definitely not part of the temple way. The master commander signaled to the young man who had served them drinks. Show her in, please. Takai looked up as a woman, perhaps in her mid-twenties, barreled into the office as the red-haired youth hustled to close the door she had left hanging open. What the fuck, Teddy? Why am I cooling my heels outside while you're drinking whiskey that I gave you with these schmucks? She turned to get herself a glass and the assistant set a full one in her hand. Her smile glowed at him. Hey, thanks, Cal. At least somebody has manners here. The boy's face lit up at the compliment and he grinned, showing teeth far too large for his face. She set it on the master commander's desk as she dragged a chair from a seating area over, flopped down on it, picked up her drink, and put her feet, her feet, on the MC's desk. Then down the drink in one go. So, what is it y'all want from me? The woman looked around at the three men. Takai was fascinated. He had never seen a performance like this before, and he had traveled widely. He looked at her with a practiced eye. She was average height, though tall by Edenese standards. But no matter, Takai was tall for an Edenese man as well. It was hard to tell in her long-sleeved, loosely belted uniform what her figure was like. But she wasn't petite, as her shoulders were broad, and he could sense some pleasing curves under the fabric as she moved her body back and forth through the room. Her neck was slender, with a scar that snaked its way into the front of her uniform, and her lips were full. She wore her light brown hair quite short. Soft curls covering the back, giving way to messy waves in the front that accentuated her blue-green eyes. Eyes that sparkled as she talked. This was not what he envisioned when he thought pirate. The master commander smiled indulgently. This would be Corporal Katrina Wallace. She is one of those children I mentioned earlier. Only this one I found under my helm one day while returning from a glitter mission. Cat laughed. I had to get here any way I could. Cal set another drink in front of her, and she bestowed him with that glowing smile again. What would it be like to see that smile beam up at me? Takai wondered. He gave an inward shake of his head and refocused on the task at hand. There would be time for recreation after the rescue. Cat, this is Captain Mark Vaughn and Commander Takai Shima. Gentlemen, this is Cat. A pleasure, Corporal, Takai began. Let me brief you. No need, said Cat abruptly. Unlike this old fart, she returned the indulgent smile to the master commander. I do use devices, and I'm up to speed on the background of the extraction mission. However, are there any further details? I don't care how small that you can add to the information sent previously. Details. Details, sir, she said impatiently. Like, how tall is he? How much does he weigh? Can he shoot? Can he run? Will I be carrying him on my back, or can he fucking follow directions? Although, given his penchant for sexual adventure in the palace, I think that last one is a pretty firm no. She spoke very fast and allowed no room for a response. Kat tilted her head toward Takai. Details. Ah, details. Takai paused. Well, there is the issue that I am to accompany the leader of the mission. Who I am to presume to be you. Kat set her drink on the table, dropped her feet to the floor, leaned her elbows on the desk, covered her eyes and sighed heavily. Well, that is a detail. She opened her hands toward the master commander. Did you know about this? The MC simply shook his head and smiled at her. She sighed. Okay, it'll be fine. 
She shot a look at Takai. Try not to get yourself killed, and more importantly, do not get me killed. Vaughn barked a laugh that garnered a dubious look from Takai.